Would you bow your heads and hearts with me, please? Our Father and our God, again, we come before you to just say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Does all things incredibly well. Thank you for the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for these, my brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters. Thank you for the opportunity to come before you one more time, Father, to, to, to walk through now this, this, this epistle, this, this Acts of the Apostle, Father, the, the events that took place some two millennia ago. Be with us now. Open up our hearts. Prepare our minds. Word my mouth. Father, that I would do exactly what you've asked to be done, no more, no less. It's in the name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. Thank you again, uh, praise team. Thank you again, Sister Larry. And thank you for each of you for uh, worshiping with us this morning. Um, we're continuing our systematic study of the Acts of the Apostles. And today we want to pick up um, at the 11th verse or the third chapter where we read, excuse me one second here, let me advance these. Where we read, while the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. Um, you'll recall that we, this was two weeks ago, so you'll recall that uh, Peter, and John were in rhythm to do the thing that they normally did to pray at the temple. And on their way to go pray at the temple, they encountered a man at the entrance, at an entrance to the temple, to the courtyard, who was born with an inability to walk. And that person was doing what he normally did. What was it he normally did? He was begging. He was asking for alms. Peter and John doing what they normally did. Unnamed beggar doing what he normally did. I shared then two weeks ago and I'll share now. It's in our rhythms in this thing we call life when purpose and praise come together. Now I'm talking about believers now. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about believers. It is in the normal rhythms of life uh, that purpose and praise can come together. Too often, too often, too often, we pursue um, what we think are great opportunities so we can try and accomplish great things. I'll say that again. Too often we will pursue, we'll, we'll attempt to pursue big things because we think that, well, I need to do big things. I don't know. I'm not Peter or John, and the text doesn't say, Sister Larry, uh, but, but I don't, 
let me go out on a limb. I don't think Peter and John woke up and said, you know what? We're going to do something pretty spectacular today. They got up and they went to the temple and they were doing what they did on any other day. Uh, I can just say it like, you know what? I think I'm going to perform a miracle today. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to set the whole world, the whole city abuzz. You know. I'm. You know. It's like no. They got up. They dressed themselves. I assume they didn't say they were naked. So they they dressed themselves and they went to the temple to pray. And someone had to yeah, corollary help this man who was born with an inability to walk to do the same thing. Begs a question. I got several questions this morning. You guys, you'll have to answer them in your hearts and your minds. What is it we're pursuing? What is it we're pursuing? What, I mean, and it's not a rhetorical question. It's a real question. What is it we're pursuing? What is it we're pursuing? What is it? Well, I want to I wanna make a whole lot of money, retire, and go on vacation. That's, what, that's my pursuit. Oh, no, hey, your pastor, he's going to talk against that. I didn't, did you hear me talk against that? I'm just asking the question, what is it you're pursuing? What, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you trying to do? What, what are you trying to do? Um, I shared um, how my, uh, weird, I, we had a diaconate meeting this morning and uh, doing diaconate stuff. Shared with them, I share with you that my focus, at least at this morning, Sister Meeks will attest to that. Four o'clock in the morning, I'm wide awake. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm wide awake. Four o'clock in the morning. Why are you wide awake? Four o'clock in the morning, Pastor, because I'm thinking about you guys. I'm thinking about you. I, I, I'm thinking about you. Me? Yes, you. Oh, you're thinking about city church. You're not thinking about me. No, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. And the things that are keeping you tossing and turning in the middle of the night. And so I'm laser focused. I just, I'm talking to me. I'm just, I'm talking to me. You guys hop in anytime you feel like it. Uh, I'm, I'm laser focused. So after uh, pretending to be asleep uh, for about 90 minutes, I slide out of bed. As a matter of fact, it was so dark. I'm trying to find some socks. And, and Sister Meeks in the darkness says, like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> I'm trying not to disturb you and find socks that match. And so I think they match. I'm not, I didn't bother to double check. Uh, but my prayer in the morning is it's real simple. It's, it's real simple. It's, 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 it's uberly simple. Lord, let me be an incredible witness for you today. Mold me and shape me into your will. That's it. I wish I could offer more. That's it. That's it. Because I don't know what person I'm going to encounter at what gate that's going to be asking alms. And my inclination, my normal reaction might be just to kick you a few bucks and go on about life.
mold me, shape me into your image so I can do your will. What are we pursuing? What are we pursuing individually and collectively? Um, I'm sorry if you're expecting something more theologically, uh, you know, profound or something. I don't know. Um, again, I'll go out on a limb again. I don't think Peter and John's prayer was probably much more than that. If they had devotion in the morning, I bet it was probably along those lines. I'm going to the building to worship. And along the way, this divine serendipity occurs. And my, my, my purpose and my praise can come together. And something miraculous can happen. Um, so what are we offering to others? What are we pursuing? And what are we offering? Men, husbands. What are we offering our wives? What are we offering our wives? What, what are we offering our wives? Well, you got me. Boy, you got me. You got something, you know? Let's see. Could have had five magic beans, but no, no, I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> what are we offering our wives? She should be lucky you got me. What are we offering our wives? Wives, what are we offering our husbands? Parents, what are we offering our children? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to give them every opportunity to succeed. I'm going to give, you know, I'm going I'm I'm to provide a roof over their head. Uh, I'm going to give them food. I'm going to I'm going to send them to the best schools. I'm going to. I'm. I, I, I'm. The, what are we offering our kids? I know. I know. I know. Pastor, what are you? It's a, what are we offering our coworkers? What are we offering? What are we offering the places that employ us? Well, shoot, you know, I go there and I make tents, and they better pay me, and the check better not bounce, and that's that's what I'm offering. That, that's what I'm offering. See, if we're not careful, everything becomes transactional. Again, I've shared before, now's not the time. Even our relationship with God becomes transactional. God, I prayed to you, you better deliver those hamburgers and french fries, medium, no hold the onions, and get it here on time. I prayed. I pray you answer. That's the deal we strike. Make it happen. Or we'd say, make it rain. That's 
that's, what are we offering? What are we offering? Um, what are we offering one another in our conversations even? Stock tips? What's happened with Colorado University lately? Uh, what, what, what are we offering? What, 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 where is our, what are we offering? Um, my guess, and that's all it is, it's um, all it is. It's just a guess. When the man, when Peter said, silver and gold, money, I don't have, I bet, let me go out on a limb, he probably had a couple of coins in his pocket. He wasn't, he didn't have like, you know, like I have right now, pocket lint. You know, he's just like, I don't have any cash on me right now. He, he might have had. He might have had a coin or two. Uh, don't interpret in the text that he was saying, I'm broke. But what he was saying was that what you need, money can't buy. What you need, money, it's not going to solve the problem. Let me submit, a lot of what we offer our kids, it's not going to solve the problem. We give them a lot, but too often we don't give them what they need. Okay, 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 all right. I know, hey, you know, in Kern County, I know you guys have been tracking it, right? How many bought lottery tickets, right? You know, $2 billion, $2 billion, somebody won in Kern County. That's my neck of the woods. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe it was a cousin, you know? <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I, everybody thinks, if I had that money, my life would change for the better, right? Right? Probably not, because you're still there. <laughs> you're still you. You're $2 billion you, but you is you. Oh, but, but, but if I had silver and gold, that would change everything. Unless you're changed, it won't change anything. You'll just be a richer you. Well, I'll be happier. Are you happy now? No, but money would make me happier. Trust me, no, it won't. I know, I know, I know, I know. What am I saying? What I'm saying is change is from the inside out. Even the, even the kids' song goes that inside out. You know, it's just like that's even, even the kids' song. We, we sing it, but dare I say, do we believe it? Uh, our approach to everything, and I do mean everything. If we just do this or do that, then all will be well. No, all won't be well. Just tell that to someone who has cancer. Well, if I dress up, then I won't have cancer. No, you still have cancer. You can dress up. You can even be more educated. You can, you, but the, the, the disease is still in you. Um, see, as believers, we need to recognize that the battle is not flesh and blood. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not flesh and blood, silver and gold. It's, it's, it's not the job. It, it, it's me. It's a spiritual fight that's going on. Uh, 
we'll see this in a bit in the text, and I promise I'm front-loading a lot of my time, so you guys don't have to watch your watch. Um, but, but look at how the man who's been healed reacts. He had been leaping and jumping, like I said, like two weeks ago. That had to be a sight. He was up jumping. Up. I mean, this is like, come on, do you have any respect? It's like, look, I did, I'm testing out these legs and ankles and everything. It's like, look at me. And the text says, while the man held on. The, 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 the original language, the, the, the Greek is talking about clinging. Think of it like you would say a cheap suit. You know, it's just like it was all over. The, he was all over those guys. He's hanging on to him. It's like, oh man, my ship came in. This is, this is better than Aladdin's lamp. This is, this, is, this is good stuff. And he's clinging to Peter and John. Yeah, they're new BFFs. Um, and the commotion uh, has the temple worshipers running over in amazement at what was happening. Verse 12, when Peter saw this, he saw the commotion, he said to them, what's up? <laughs> what? What's up? Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? See, if Peter were motivated differently, dare I say, more like we are today, uh, he would have had his, his smartphone out and taken a selfie or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, just like blessing for today. Look at this guy, you know. God and I did this, you know, hey, 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 you know, that's what we would do. That's what we would do. Um, begs a question. I told you I have a lot of questions. We do know it's not about us, right? I'm just asking. We, we do know it's not about us. Let me go one step further. It's not even by us. It's not about us, and it's not even by us. Uh, why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? It's not about us. If we're not careful, we'll find ourselves on a spiritual third base and think we hit a triple. Man, look at, look, 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 look at what, it, you know, see, see, it's like, do you know that our goodness, the best we can do, as Paul would later describe, is as filthy rags. There is nothing good in us. Well, I'm a pretty good person. No, you're not. I know, I hate to burst your bubble. The, the, the goodness in us that, that ekes out, hopefully more often than not, it's because of the Holy Spirit of God that's in us. And he sees us and others see what God is. This is, that's why all we have to do is be about our business, our normal routines, allowing the Holy Spirit of God to have full reign in our lives. Others will say, what in the world is going on with those folks? They seem so different from everybody else. What is it? What is what? Are you wearing some special cologne? No, uh -uh, it's the usual stuff. You know, it's just no, no. So what is it about you? Well, let me introduce you to somebody. Let me tell you about somebody. It's not about me. It's not even 
by me. It's by him. It's for him. Um, yeah, if this, if this were, if YouTube were around in the first century, can you imagine? OMG. I just, I just, uh, it would have gone viral. Uh, Peter and John would be stars. They'd have their own channel, you know. Uh, you know, healing our us, our, our healing at the temple, uh, you know, uh, you know. It, I don't have to pretend like that might happen because all you have to do is go to YouTube and look at what pretends to be Christian channels and you'll see that very thing. Send two box tops and a few bucks and you'll get your spiritual, you know, it's all around. Don't forget to sign up for alerts, too. I just, I'm just. <laughs> What's wrong with technology, Pastor? Nothing. It's what technology is used to do. See, we will take any good, we'll take the garden. And, oh, I would never do what Adam and Eve did. Oh, shoot, I'd have a, boy, I'd have a popsicle stand. I'd have a, I, I mean, don't get me started. Oh, I wouldn't do what Adam did. I'd do that and more. You would, and you would too. And you would too. This, we, 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 we think too much of it. See, even Jesus, on the one occasion, he healed someone. He told them, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Well, he had to go out and tell somebody. But, 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 but he, son of God, look. No, 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 because otherwise, like we're prone to do, oh, man, the magic happens over here. Let me go pursue the magic over there. Uh, so, again, what's in our heart? What are we promoting? Me or him? Me or him? Um, Peter could have been speaking to the man who was healed, uh, that was clinging to him as well as uh, the onlookers. It ain't about us. We don't have any magic. We're not sorcerers. That would get you killed then and now, but definitely then. Uh, in fact, let me explain it to you. Verse 13. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed. You disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of that. Peter is so different uh, from the person he was when Jesus was 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 crucified. This is a this is this is a transformed man. See, see, he's he's he. You you can tell he's born again, if you will. That he's gone from uh, I don't know him to I know him. I was a witness, and you all killed him. <laughs> it's like how I'm different. So, he, I don't know him. I know him, and not only that, he gets top billing. The only name on. Uh, the spiritual marquee. Um, I, you, we, we were all witnesses to what went down. I don't want to read too much into this, even in this, this point, that, that there was transformation and then there's sanctification. 
transformation somewhere along the line. Maybe it was on the shore when Jesus said, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. At some point, Peter changed from religious follower to I'm down with this guy. Then the Holy Spirit came. And that allowed sanctification, that ongoing process of spiritual growth to happen. What are you saying? It's a big if. It's a big if. If there has been transformation, there will be sanctification. I know you will never hear this preached at 99% uh, of, of places of worship that you'll, what is this sanctification? It is that spiritual process of I'm not as good as I'll be tomorrow, but I'm better than I was yesterday. I'm not as good as I'll be tomorrow, but I'm better than I was yesterday. That's sanctification. I love my brother. Eric Wright, he always says, Pastor, I'm a work in progress. That's sanctification. Now, he may not mean it in that way, but that's what that is. That's, that's a statement of sanctification. I'm a work in progress. God is doing in my life bigger and greater things spiritually. I shared before, I share now. It's one thing to not do the things we used to do. Sanctification bespeaks of, I don't even desire to do the things I used to do. You know what I'm talking about? Whatever that past was. Yeah, I used to do that, but I don't do it. I want to do it, but I don't do it. Boy, it, it sure would be good if I could do it, but I won't do it. Because we think of the consequences. That's good. If the training wheels are good, if that's the best you can do. But sanctification says... I don't even want to do it. It's not even a desire, not even a passing thought in my life. It's like, no, no, I am, I am being renewed. I am being transformed. I just, it, so the things that would get a rise out of me in the past, it's like, no, nah, nah, I'm not going for the banana in the tailpipe. No, 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 uh-uh, no, that's sanctification. Um, Our spiritual growth in his image will take place day by day. So we see uh, this with Peter and John. And we'll continue as we walk through the Acts of the Apostle. We'll continue to see the spiritual growth of the early church. You'll, you'll, yeah, it's like right before your eyes. You know, this isn't a day-by-day -day diary of things that went down. Um, but... They grow in the face of spiritual opposition. They grow in the face of spiritual opposition. They grow in the face of spiritual opposition. Yeah, they always say three for the Holy Spirit. No, I'm going to say four. They grow in the face of spiritual opposition. So, ladies and gentlemen... Are we increasing spiritually in the face of spiritual opposition? Or are we going, you said that? Oh, your mama. 
You hit me, I'm going to hit you harder. You, 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 let's, let's, bring it on in Jesus' name. You do know we're in a spiritual war, right? I mean, do we really, I mean, really, do we really understand we're in a spiritual war? I'm as sincere as a heart attack right now. We seem to think that if I just do certain things that the evil one will stand down and leave me alone and all will be well. In this life, you will suffer persecution. What part of that don't you understand? Where's the confusion? Oh, I, I didn't sign up for this. That's why it's so critically important. I say it's a big if. That's why it's so critically important we understand at those points of opportunity when the angel troubles the water that we do understand, okay, I'm getting ready to pass from death unto life. I'm ready, I'm, I'm making this transformation not to be a better me, despite what the book says. Not scripture, I'm talking about the books that are books. Oh, be the best you. Mammoth, the best I can do is go to hell. That's the best I can do. That's the best I can do. But no, the world will tell you if you just do this all will be well. No, it won't. No, it won't. Because why? Because we are in a spiritual war. Uh, let's, 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 let's go home. Verse 16. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. <laughs> Jesus. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man who you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. There's a whole lot of theologic debate. I don't understand theologians. You're theologians, but I don't understand theologians. I don't understand you either, so just, just join the club. Um, was it the faith of Peter? Or was it the faith of the man? How many angels can dance on the head of the pen? Clearly, Peter and John had faith. If they, they came at him the way they did, Fix your eyes on me. Get up. Walk. Look at me. Get up. Walk. If you don't, either you're stupid or you've got a great deal of faith to say those words. They said those words. And I don't know about you, but I'm not saying any of these unless I have faith in the power by which I'm telling the person to do those things. Look at me. 
get up, walk. Look at me. Get up. Walk. But on the other hand, the man who was born lame from birth, saying the same thing twice, the man who was born lame, he had to have faith to respond to the command. Peter reaches down, he reaches up, he stands up. Was the faith in G was his faith in Jesus or was it in Peter and John? I don't know. And neither do you. Um, but a reasonable conclusion, a reasonable takeaway has to be that there will be times when others will only be able to see through the eyes of your faith. We profess to be Christian. That's what we profess. We profess to be Christian. And we profess to be salt and light, Rachel Mode, Chris Bridges. We profess to be salt and light to others. But you will be in spaces and circles where folks won't have the view, just like they had the eclipse yesterday. It'll burn your eyes out if you were to stare at that sun. But if you had the right glasses, then you could see it. And the faith that you possess or should possess may be the only lens, the only pair of glasses that others will have to be able to see what you see. That's why people say, uh, have said in the past, they're kind, they're kind. Well, pastor, you saw in me what I didn't see in myself. I know you put your socks on one time or, or whatever, your hose or whatever, one, one leg at a time. I know you, you struggle like I struggle. I'm not looking at you. I'm not even looking at your skill sets as, as, as great as they may be. I'm looking at the you that if you allow the Holy Spirit to have full reign in your life, the you you can be. So I'm seeing in you what you could be. Now, obviously, there's, there's that mystery, as Pastor Campbell would say, God reaching down to us reaching up. So this man who was born lame had enough faith in Jesus through the disciples to tap into their faith. Either way, we see that there was great commotion, divine serendipity, and uh, things uh, turned out okay. I'm done. Here we go. Uh, I remember uh, 30 years ago, 31 years ago, 32 years ago, um, my life, just everything that I held dear, it just completely imploded. Everything. Relationship, 
house, everything totally imploded. But I had enough wisdom to go to my father. Reuben Cephas Meeks. And I remember driving up to his uh, house. Dad, always positive. Hi, son. How you doing? Not good. That's all I could say. Not good. This is what he said. Son, he didn't ask me what's going on. Didn't ask any of that. He said, son, it's going to be all right. I had faith, not in my situation. But in the words of a man, as the commercial goes, I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. And he said, it's going to be all right. I hung on to it then. He was right. I hang on to it now. He's been dead 30 years. And I still hang on to those words today. It's going to be all right. How do I know that? Now I can say, I know a thing or two. Because I've seen a thing or two. The question we need to ask ourselves is, when the hand is extended down, do we reach back up? Do we fix our eyes on him? Stand up? And dare I say walk? Or do we sit there in our infirm condition at the gate begging for scraps? Let's stand. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, we've just been doing religion. We haven't done relationship. And if there's one that would like to get to know a man that will put you on that path of sanctification, now's your time. Is there anyone that would like to give their life to Christ? All you have to do is just raise your hand. If there's one, if there's just, just, just one, I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. That's all it takes. 
there's no magic formula. It's just like, some point we just have to say, God, I give. I give. I just give. I give. I give. I give. Would you bow your heads and hearts with me?